Welcome to the Dental Industry Insider Podcast. Sales and business ideas so freaking good, you wished you thought of them yourself. Here is your coach, sales expert, and dental hygienist, Anita Siriani. Hey, everybody. It's Anita. Happy Friday, or at least the time of this recording. I just uh, completed a coaching call with a client earlier, and we were uh, discussing the preparations for the new year, some strategic sales planning, and um, we talked about a particular ritual that the individual had not really ever been doing or really was struggling with the idea of how they could up-level their productivity for this new year. They have some big goals that have been given to them by their company, and they personally have some um, big steps up that they want to be able to take in this new year. And in order for them to accomplish that, they really need to up their game, if you will, in terms of output uh, and uh, in gaining the, being able to achieve the specific results that are going to lead to them uh, getting uh, and achieving the goals that they've set for themselves. So anyway, I shared um, a format and protocol that um, I have used for years and frankly uh, have shared with many of my clients who have gotten some pretty uh, impressive results with. So after we finished the call, it dawned on me that maybe you too might benefit by this. So um, the title of this podcast started out being the one New Year's resolution that every sales professional should use. However, I did change it to every professional should use because I really do believe that it has um, much broader uh, application and benefit for really anybody who wants to up-level their productivity and their performance in the new year. So let's get at it. And that one ritual is to conduct what I'm calling a results review. Now, results review sounds like a big fancy thing, but in fact, it really is a uh, period of time that you dedicate and actually I recommend put on your calendar that you reserve for the time where you're going to do a, a reflection on what got done versus what was intended for the previous week. Now, it's really up to your own personal style as to whether or not you do this on Friday afternoon like it is right now, whether you do this on Saturday morning with a good cup of hot coffee uh, when you're fresh and really able to think clearly, or maybe even your um, time, a better time to do this would be uh, on a Sunday afternoon as you are preparing for the week. Frankly, it doesn't matter when you do it. My recommendation is two things. One, that you reserve the time in your calendar and that you are really committed as if you had an appointment with the CEO of your company. Uh, you wouldn't break that appointment every week. And so I want to encourage you to give that level of importance. The other thing um, that I would encourage you to do is to basically just go through the format and just use the format that I'm about to give you because it is really field and road tested and it really has achieved some considerable results. So the first thing um, that it will do for you is that it's going to help you to really see 
what of your activity and your efforts are actually working. And I think that that's important. Another thing is that by having a process for the results review um, and being able to truly look at your activity versus the results that you achieved, it's going to help you come face to face and to be very clear and honest about what's not working and where you spent time that was time invested, however, didn't necessarily pay off a very uh, good return according to you. Because again, this is a process that I'm recommending you do for yourself. Not that you're going to turn in the results or, the, or any kind of a report for anybody other than yourself. This is for you to up-level your own game. Another uh, advantage is that uh, all the while you are looking at what got done, what did I intend to get done, what will happen in the background of your of your amazing brain is that you will begin to formulate ideas about what you'll begin to do or could be doing in the following weeks in order to improve your ROI on your effort, which with salespeople and any professionals, um, we can't grow more time, but we can change the way in which we're investing our time. And this is, this is the reason this results review is so valuable. Um, so it exposes your time wasters in your day, in your week, and ultimately in your life. It also, and I think this is important um, for anybody, but I, I'm thinking in terms of sales terms because those are the folks that I get to um, coach and work with on a more regular basis. And that is that the results review will really promote very good follow-up in that it will help you to identify as you're going through your calendar, as you're looking through your account notes or whatever other means in which you are tracking your activities, uh, you will be able to identify the tasks, the promises, the commitments that you've made in the week and be able to take a check on did they get accomplished, did they get done, or do they need to be added to your uh, results roster or your to-do list, whatever it is that you use for capturing the activities and tasks that need to be done moving forward. Um, so in kind, it helps you to prepare for a more productive new week, right? Just by the very act. And it can be perhaps for a while an uncomfortable experience in the beginning because you really are looking to how did I invest the week? What did I get for that investment? Am I satisfied with the result? And if not, what am I going to do to make it better? So, let me give you a kind of the quick sketch on how to perform an effective results review. The first thing I want you to do is gather whatever information that you uh, are using for either your personal performance metrics or the KPIs, key performance indicators that you've been given by your supervisor or that your company uses to measure your own performance. Now, one of the um, experiences that I've had as I've worked with so many, many dental companies of various sizes, I find that it is in this specific area of truly getting clear on the key and critical 
performance uh, results or metrics that truly drive the macro objectives of the organization. I find that despite manufacturer or distributor, large company, public company, private, entrepreneurial, really in general, I think we all, as maybe an industry, but as we work with medical companies as well, we see a very similar pattern. Um, I think we all could benefit by taking a, a closer look at, A, what is it that truly, truly moves the needle, if you will, on the things that we say that we are measuring that are important to our company and to the individual stakeholders or roles that support those objectives. But where the real, I think, gray area comes in is when we start uh, narrowing that down to true metrics that we can observe and measure and track, right? Because what you're able to measure, you're able to repeat and to um, basically improve or change in some way. And what I would say to you just in summary, because this isn't really a mini training on goal setting, but it is one that I want you to understand and benefit by the idea that if you can't take a uh, a videotape of the metric, if you can't truly see it, touch it, feel it, and know that it's true by either the way in which your systems are able to process information or you're able to have observable data that that act got done and how many of those actions, those sales calls, those orders written, uh, if you're not able to actually, I like to say, videotape it um, for it to be observable and agreed upon by everybody in the room, then you probably don't have um, uh, an appropriate metric. So having said that, I want to give you some examples of for salespeople, just as, a, just as some examples of some of the metrics that our clients are measuring would be total orders, total sales written right? It would be the dollar volume of what the sales were for that week. Maybe it's the number of orders written. How about the number of new products sold? You know, if your company says that you are going to be evaluated on growth, um, then it's important that you have a weekly accountability or way of measuring growth. A great way to measure growth is to see, am I getting my current account to buy more stuff? That can happen in two ways. They can either buy more of what they're already buying or they can buy new products, more products, products that they've never purchased before, right? Pretty straightforward. On the other hand, what I find is that we probably are not putting enough emphasis on our intention when it comes to building our pre-sales plan in thinking about, based on their customer purchase history, what are the obvious and natural next steps for a product that would complement or products that would complement what they're currently using. And um, that is a great pre-call question to ask yourself that really will help you um, prepare a plan, a game plan to go into a presentation to uh, with, a, with a customer. A couple of other metrics would be the number of sales calls attempted versus completed, the number of perhaps days or hours that you were actively making calls, um, maybe even the number of 
educational events that you participated in, you facilitated. These would be things like uh, seminars, study clubs, lunch and learns, mini clinics, anything that is perhaps designed as an educational experience for current and prospective customers, but really can be parlayed into uh, being able to have customers begin enjoying the benefits of your products and your services. Maybe if you sell through distribution, another metric might be the number of co-travel days or maybe even half days or hours completed in the week. You might also include the, the dealer sales meetings that you attended or maybe even more presented at. I think attendance, as long as you're working the room, if you will, and you're making contact and you are kept uh, collecting and, and asking for co-travel time. I think that even attendance at distributor meetings, even if you're not um, able to get on the platform for that meeting, I think has value. Uh, and I think the another one would be obviously the number of uh, dental uh, distributor conversations that you're able to have, educational conversations um, about your products and services, what makes them special, and why they or their account should care. I'm not talking about conversations where you're talking about, you know, the the latest, um, you know, sports activity. Though that certainly builds rapport, I'm really talking about you taking an honest look at the quality of your conversations with your distributors and counting those where you truly were, as a manufacturer, if that's your role, uh, serving as a, a subject matter expert or a product expert to transfer information that that distributor then will be able to take and be able to bring as value contribution to his accounts. Those are the ones that we really want to track because those are the ones that you are teaching your tribe, your distributor partners, to be able to expand and influence the marketplace because you can't do it alone. All right, next, after you've collected this information, you've collected the data, and again, Unlike a call report where somebody is reviewing them and motivation to perhaps put numbers down that don't fully represent the reality, there's no benefit in you doing that for yourself for the results review, right? So what I'm asking you to do is to be painfully honest about the data because GBI, GBO, right? Remember that? Garbage in, garbage out. If you're not looking at accurate data, you're not going to be able to make accurate assumptions. And this is for you. And I, I want you to be able to work with accurate data. So how do we look at the results? And here's the real value of, I think, the essence of this process. And I will uh, provide for you somewhere on this site, you'll have an option to be able to download uh, a sheet that actually has this information on it. But if you're driving down the road or if you're uh, watching this at the gym or whatever and, and you want to know kind of how this process goes and what it sounds like, I'm, I'm going to outline it here. So how do we outline the results? The first thing is I want you to just look at the results and I want you to ask yourself, did I meet or did I beat my objectives for this week? Did I hit my sales numbers? Did I hit the number of calls that I said that I would make in order to drive the numbers that um, I have committed to? If you met them, then fantastic. What was it that helped you ensure the results that you got? If you didn't, why not? Answering the question, why not, I want to strongly encourage you to 
avoid looking at factors that were beyond your control. I want you to step into the role of personal accountability on what was your part, what did you do or not do, or how did you spend your time as you look at your calendar and you look at the hours that you've spent driving in your territory, how could you have perhaps made some changes so that your outcome would have been more on point to uh, your goals and objectives? What factors negatively impacted the results that you did get? Now, despite whether you hit your goals or not, there were negative, there was downward pressure, as we like to call it, on you and on getting and achieving the results that you were committed to. What was that downward pressure? What were the things that negatively impacted your results? I want you to be clear on those because if you're clear and you are aware of them, you will be much more able to be proactive at resisting and preventing them in the future. Were there any unique situations this week that prevented you from achieving your objectives? Now, in this case, this is a space where it could be of an external, uh, unexpected, uncontrolled circumstance that may prevent you from reaching your goals. Um, I just want you to define it and recognize it and ideally write it down. Um, were, could you have done anything differently to improve or escalate the results that you did achieve. So if you had to give me an answer that was one thing that you could have done differently, what would that one thing be that would have moved the needle in a positive direction for you to get closer or to have even achieved more and better results than, um, than what you actually were able to achieve? Here's the thing. Now I want you to look at a macro level and I want you to look at your results and I want you to identify what was the biggest time waster for your week. Now, I'm not asking you to be Debbie Downer. I am asking you to be a realist and I want you to look at and to give an answer for yourself. What was the biggest time waster? The biggest thing that you had invested your time, energy, and talent that you'll never get back that really didn't yield the kind of return that you would have wanted it to, 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 to um, achieve. And um, what is it that is the lesson learned once you identify that? What will you do differently next week? Next, what outcome, what result did you achieve this past week that's worthy of celebration? You started with the negative, but we're going to finish with the positive. So I want you really, I want to teach your brain to, first of all, be able to analyze. And the reason I'm going through this in detail, I'll just give you a little sidebar. It's been my experience in working with hundreds and hundreds of um, sales professionals over the past 25 years that as a community, as a people, as sales professional, of which I am included, um, we tend to be weak in self-analysis. And so I am giving you these specific questions to really help bridge that gap rather than just say, look at your calendar, look at what you got accomplished and figure out what you could have done better. 
um, this is much more nuanced, which I think will help facilitate you to asking yourself some of the hard questions um, and some of the questions that are causes and reasons for you to celebrate or to um, be proud of yourself um, that will help you, if you will, strengthen that uh, self-analysis muscle. Okay, so that's why we're going into this detail. So what outcome or result, what are you, what is worthy of celebrating uh, in what got accomplished last week? What one feeling describes how you feel about accomplishing those results? Very important uh, for the brain to, to be able to link up the action with a feeling. Okay, so this is neuroscience going on here at its finest. Next, what situation or action are you most proud of accomplishing in this past week? See, I believe that if at the end of every week, we can look at our accomplishments, our results, and we can identify something to celebrate and we can identify something that makes us feel proud that we achieved. I can't tell you what that will do for your sense of um, job satisfaction, uh, engagement at work, the level of you and your talent that you'll bring with a new energy and enthusiasm to your accounts. You just do this for a couple of weeks, and boy, I would be so honored if you just took a few minutes and, and shot me an email at anita at dentalindustryinsider.com just to let me know what results are coming up for you. Um, if you're like any of our clients we've worked with over the years, um, you've got some really great stuff coming. So I, I just want to really encourage you to, to take this on. A uh, couple more things is um, what lesson, skill, or insight uh, did you gain from this week? And so what this is going to help you do is develop your, your paying attention skill, right? Your analysis skill of really being able to approach your activity, approach your territory in a more analytical, but also at a higher level, as a, almost as a really a territory manager. Uh, and so what is it that, you know, is the big takeaway or the, or the aha that surfaced as a result of your activity in the week? And how will the, this lesson or uh, this skill help you in the future? I think that, again, this is going to help build your repertoire of uh, competency that you will be able to build and gain on um, in weeks uh, moving forward. Um, okay, now here's the two final kickers that I, I just, these are hard, but they're great questions. One is I want you to describe specifically the value that you provided your company by this past week. What is the main value? Like as in, if you were off for the week and you were sick or whatever, you were unable to work. Um, what's the difference that by you being on the job, you being of contribution, what, how would you articulate the value exchange that you delivered for your compensation in exchange for what this past week? Yeah. 
And last question is, and you can probably figure out what it's going to be, and that is, if we interviewed all of the accounts, all of the doctors, all of the individuals that you interacted with in this past week, what would they agree the overall value that you provided to them was? What did your customers, your prospects, your accounts receive in value because you came to work this week? I'll tell you what, um, these are some really powerful questions. I'm smiling because I'm so excited about giving them to you and the results that I just know that you're going to achieve. Hey, take a few minutes. Let me know what happens in your hands using this material. And um, I'll see you next time soon. All right. Take care. Good selling. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dental Industry Insider podcast at www.dentalindustryinsider.com.